is Ronaldo. Oh, my goodness. You don't save those. Out of this world. Messi. 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 Landon Donovan, there are things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross, and Dempsey is denied again, and Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Certainly through! Oh, it's incredible! You could not write a script like this! For the fourth time, the United States of America are crowned champions of the world. From the international stage to right here at home, this is FUVFC, talking all things soccer on WFUV Sports. It is Wednesday, August 3rd. Boys, we've made it through a long summer. The Premier League is back on Friday. Welcome back to another installment of FUVFC. It's Michael Hernandez, Nick Guzman, and myself keenan troy here to break down what we think will happen this premier league season a little bit funkier than most with it starting in the beginning of august obviously with qatar's world cup being in november there's going to be an extended international period that's never been there before before we get into all of our predictions our transfer roundup from the second half of the summer gentlemen it's been a while since we sat down mr guzman let's go to you because you were at the, I don't want to say shambolic collapse of the New York Red Bulls last night, but it was pretty pathetic. You've been covering them all summer long. How have you been? I'm good. I was on vacation last week at Yellowstone and the Grand Tetons in Wyoming. And then I'm home for like two days. I was at the game yesterday. Today's actually my birthday, believe it or not. Age 20. Wow. FEVFC on my birthday. Don't ask why I'm doing that. I don't know. And then tomorrow I leave to go to New Hampshire for a wedding. So in these two days that I'm home, I got to see the Red Bulls um, pretty much just play the worst game I've ever seen in my entire life in person. From a defensive standpoint, listen, I love Aaron Long. He's very handsome. I saw him in person. The mullet is excellent. Beautiful brown eyes. But he, the way he, he did not command that back three in an effective manner last night. Uh, they conceded five goals. They had no shape, no structure, no press. Uh, I, I, it was very upsetting to watch. There was nobody there because it was a Tuesday. It was just very depressing altogether. There were Struber out chants from the supporter section, which was very interesting. They have two days to sign a player or to sign more players. They have no squad depth. They're not going to do it because Red Bull doesn't actually care about the New York Red Bulls. They care about Formula One and the other Red Bull teams that are more profitable. So the franchise is a joke, and I'm not really that mad. But, Michael, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, can't say I've had uh, uh, the relaxing vacation uh, like you, but um, no, I'm just I'm you know uh, almost done with summer. Uh, next, I think it's next Thursday. I go back to Fordham because uh, for RA training, so uh, I need to enjoy uh, like the final eight days, I guess, before I head back. But uh, yeah, I'm just happy to be talking about the about soccer and uh, happy that the Premier League is starting in like in 48 hours. What building? Uh, I'm an RA in South, and I just found out that I'm in the basement, so, yeah. Well, boys, as we have touched on, the Premier League is back on Friday. 
First match of the 2022-23 campaign will feature Arsenal away at Selhurst Park against Crystal Palace. Very perplexing matchup, I think, for the first game because we saw it last season that Vieira's side proved to be formidable, proved that maybe they have a seat at the table when you talk European soccer. Probably not top four, but maybe right around that Conference League, Europa League bid area. It's kind of where you think if you're Patrick Vieira, that's what you're aiming for. And then obviously Mikel Arteta's Arsenal side without Smith Rowe has been announced. He's not going to be available on Friday because of a groin injury, which is tough for the Gunners because his quality playing in the midfield is exponential, especially when you consider the addition of Gabriel Jesus going forward, who we've seen glimpses of in preseason look like a true number nine, maybe the number nine that City felt like they lacked. But with no Smith Rowe, it might be tough for Jesus to have the immediate impact everyone was hoping for. And then the weekend starts and then the season starts. I think as much as we could sit here and speculate, you know, match week one about, you know, who's going to come out with the strongest showing. I think the only match I have circled from my standpoint is that West Ham versus City, because if we remember only a few months ago, title chase, City had a chance to wrap it up with all three points. Fabianski saves that penalty at the Olympic Stadium. They draw, which ultimately delay their champion celebration another two weeks. But at the end of the day, City still get the job done. So that's a big match between a West Ham side that at points last season looked to be challenging top four and kind of fell out towards the end of the season versus the reigning champions, the reigning two-time champions, Manchester City. Michael, I'll start with you, and then we'll go to Nick. Outside of our clubs, the clubs we support, so Michael, you and I are Liverpool, Nick, Chelsea, who just picked up Gabriel Salina, the future of United States men's national team goalkeeping. Once upon a time, Keenan Troy was fortunate enough to train with him when he was like four years younger than me. And uh, I couldn't hold a flame to his talent, even though he was like 14 and I was 18. What side are we expecting the most out of? We'll say this first half of the first half. So I think this year, especially we can break down the Premier League season into different categories because unlike in years past where it's the March to Boxing Day, Boxing Day picks up through February and then February kind of tails off. This season, it's going to be a sprint to November, November, and then post Boxing Day, you know, during the heat of European competitions, probably through March and then kind of tail off towards May. Michael, who do we like to, you know, maybe ruffle, ruffle some feathers amongst the heavy hitters in that first sprint? Um, honestly, I mean, one, one team that I would definitely look out for is Spurs. I mean, obviously, the, the way that you phrase the question, I, I kind of want to say a team lower than them, but just with the amount of transfers uh, that they've done, you know, this is uh, Antonio Conte has had, a, you know, has had a while to train them with preseason um, and with the amount of transfers that they've gotten. Also, uh, as you mentioned briefly, Arsenal, you know, uh, it's it's clear that Arteta has a plan, and they looked very good during um, preseason. But then again, you know that's why we take preseason with a with a pinch of salt. But um, 
I wouldn't be shocked uh, to see those two, um, you know, uh, perform better than what they did last year, especially Arsenal, because the way that the way that their season ended, they're going to want to have a good start uh, uh, to the year and, and get, you know, that Champions League spot, which which they feel like, you know, they should have gotten last year. Yeah, it's a real shame you didn't ask me to go first because I was going to say Spurs too, but now I have to pivot. I'll, I'll go uh, in a little, 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 little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I'm calling you James out. Out. All you're doing is whining. It's just like our good friend James Burley, who hasn't been on the podcast in a while. Whenever anything <laughs> doesn't get booted out. permanently, he, what is he? What's the deal with that? Probably just doesn't fill out his availability because he's too busy staring at pictures of Aaron Long. <laughs> Yeah, and don't, we don't do this every week, you know, because especially since the season hasn't started, you know, we're doing like every once in a while. So, yeah, yeah. His, his summer schedule is wake up, go to, you know, physical therapy for his knee, go to work if he has a job, I don't know. And then the rest of the time is stare at Aaron Long's face. I mean, I can't argue with that. It's, that is, it's definitely what he does. I mean, Aaron Long's good looking. He's, he's very handsome in person. The mullet's like it's very well kept. I don't know. All right. Settle down. Of, settle down. Settle down. In terms of Spurs, uh, I think just they the arrivals that are that they're bringing in, whether it's Longley or, or Perisic or Richarlison or Basuma, combined together with a full season of Antonio Conte, who can really has he's had he has the preseason to mold the team to start playing the way he wants we saw they were good down the stretch finishing a champions league spot i think i'm expecting them to start out very strongly i think maybe they could maybe have a similar trajectory to the way chelsea were last year where it seems like for a while it's a three-team race between city liverpool and uh spurs but then city and liverpool will pull away as their squads are just just a little bit better but a team lower down the table that i'm looking at the team that had a really disappointing year last year and were close to being relegated, that's Leeds United. I it's not just because they've they've brought in a lot of Americans and because they're coached by American, that is part of it. Brendan Aronson's been fantastic in preseason. Tyler Adams has been good as well. They brought in some other pieces. I think injuries really, really killed them last year. Of course they've lost they lost Calvin Phillips to Man City, but they, I, I think, if if they can stay healthy this year, which which is a it's a big if, but some of the the injuries last year were just freak, and they had suspensions due to red cards, and things just didn't really seem to go their way at all. I think there's there's weaker teams now at the bottom in terms of newcomers, Nottingham Forest and Bournemouth. I think will probably likely to go down. I also don't think you know Everton have looked that strong. If if you take any sort of stock in a 4-0 loss to Minnesota United in 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 a preseason friendly. There's probably not much to take from that, but still, I don't think they've done enough to improve their squad. I think there are leads are better than those teams. I think leads will finish mid-table, come from the mid-table, maybe 11th place or 12th place, but a far cry and a lot of improvement from, from what we saw last year. I think I'm going to stick with the theme Nick just brought up of teams that don stripes on their kits. But I'm going with the black and whites of Newcastle. We know, obviously, last year they had a ton of movement um, in terms of management bringing in the Saudis. Um, and it's only a matter of time before they start changing the culture. 
within that side. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is the season in which they do it. I mean, we saw earlier today that Leicester City parted ways with Casper Schmeichel after 11 years, and it looks Newcastle has put in bids on James Madison, none of which Leicester has come to agree with. But with Schmeichel leaving and Fofano linked to several clubs across Europe, it looks that like Leicester might be going through a hard reset in terms of um, getting rid of some of those guys that were with the team when they won the Premier League, and then those of whom are who are left, and then the years they would make it, you know, challenge for Europa League and challenge for the Champions League. So that being said, I wouldn't be surprised if Newcastle eventually find the price in which Leicester is looking for James Madison. They're also linked to the 21-year-old Chelsea center back who also plays in the Wales first team, Eric Ampandu. I'm probably messing up the last name of his pronunciation, but you know, from a Chelsea standpoint, that needs defending in every sense of the world. Word, giving up a, a center back, even though you did just pick up Koulibaly, you know, giving away a young prospect to Newcastle could be a step in the right direction for them. Additionally, I just really really concerned you know with for the premier league in the way that newcastle could trend in these next coming years that they're just gonna resume form there's rumors that the pie might be available to move to newcastle on a free so i think this year we're gonna start to see newcastle slowly turn the corner because even last year you know liverpool had to eke out wins against them as did city as did chelsea every big team realistically you play newcastle and Hardly ever did we see a team get, you know, absolutely decimate them when they played. So I'm, I'm confident that this could be the year in which they turn the corner. And depending on how things shake out this last couple of weeks of the window, I wouldn't be surprised if they added a little bit more, you know, veteran experience amongst their side and start to, you know, make a legitimate push against some of these top teams. But then – the question does have to be asked. We all know that city's gotten stronger. It's going to be a conversation we have throughout this season of is city, you know, still the best, you know, Grealish has looked phenomenal. It's that old thing that for some reason, the second year you're in pep system, we saw it with Phil Foden. We saw it with Mara's second year you're in pep system. You really take that big leap. I do have to ask because although you know, the heavy hitting coaches, the Klops, the Pep, the Contes. Do we want to put Arteta in that conversation? Probably not yet, but he certainly looks like he could wiggle his way in eventually. Am I missing anyone? Chelsea's boss? No, he's relevant. Um, but I, I, I do want to bring up Tuchel because, Nick, I think the question remains for Chelsea, who – had a, a relatively quiet, I want to say, transfer window. You bring in Raheem Sterling, you bring in Koulibaly, but you lose Rudiger on that back end. So that's pretty much like for like. Is there anything to be said in terms of a Chelsea side that recently has gone from one owner to the next because of all the sanctions and not seeing your boss, your manager, that is, be so aggressive in his transfer window movements with the exception of maybe getting Sterling who makes them slightly better up front. Is there is two, I guess the better question is what is Tuchel setting this side up to do? 
are they are they even going to compete for you know a, a championship? Not this year. We're not, not competing the for championship. championship. Not the championship, even though they could go down. No, for this season, we're still we're still not at the same level as City and Liverpool for Premier League title. We just Fabrizio Romano just broke that we're going to sign Mark Cucurella from Brighton for over fifty million left back. Um, seems like a lot, but I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I watch a lot of Brighton games. I, what I've seen from him is that he's a good player, but I, I think what what annoys me about what what's happened this this off season is that it's the same holes that we had last year and and even the year we won the Champions League two years ago is that there's no real potent attacking threat. Lukaku's gone back to Inter. He didn't score any goals last year. Sure, we've brought Raheem Sterling, but are you really bringing in Raheem Sterling to solve all your goal scoring woes? You know, it's going to, it's, I have a few, I feel like we're going to see a very similar Chelsea team to what we have seen previously, just maybe a little bit worse because I, I don't, I think, I don't think Koulibaly is, Koulibaly is a very good defender. I think Rudiger's better than him, at least in Tuchel's system. We're yet to see really how Koulibaly fits in that. You know, there's still there's still very good players in that squad, and it's just a matter of is is somebody like Christian Pulisic or somebody like Kai Havertz really going to step up and take that next step? They've both shown flashes that they can be very good players, but in this system, who's going to step up and score the goals? Is it going to be Raheem Sterling? It it's just there's too many question marks when you when you look at a team like City. Who's going to score the goals? Erling Holland. You look at Liverpool. Who's going to score the goals? Salah, Nunez, and you know Jota, and all of their attackers are going to score the goals. For Chelsea, you don't really know. And you know, the beginning of last season, they were surviving a lot on you know Reese James getting forward and Marcus Alonso getting forward and scoring goals. But as we saw, how Chelsea faltered, you know, for most of the second half of last season in the league, it's not really sustainable. So I think it's going to be a similar type of season as we saw last year in terms of maybe an FA Cup run, maybe a Carabao Cup run, maybe a Champions League run. But, you know, Chelsea made it to both the Carabao Cup final and the FA Cup final last year. They lost on penalties. You think if they won, you know, maybe one of those or both of those, it's a different looking type. It's a different looking season because you came home with silverware. But that's sort of when when your team's built for cup runs like that and you can't quite, you know, get over the line. At the end, it, it the sort of the narrative changes a little bit, but it's a little bit disappointing because I think the holes for Chelsea are so obvious. You know, it, it's attacking and it's the way. It's clear that this is the way Tuchel sets up his system. Is that it's 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 sometimes hard to score goals for attackers, but I mean, you need you need something, you need someone, and I just don't think this transfer window Chelsea have really done that. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I want to say something. Um, uh, who did you say broke the news of, uh, uh, from the player uh, from Brighton? Or did you say that uh, it was Romano? Yeah. Um, Brighton just tweeted out saying, contrary to inaccurate reports, no agreement has been reached with any club to sell him. So I'm not Very sure interesting. Club. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if that's going to happen, but um, uh, I, I just want to give you the heads up on that. No, but yeah, uh, going back to what you said before about, you know, like, 
Um, obviously, with uh, basically just to repeat what you said, you know, from the other big teams, you know where you're going to get goals from. Obviously, Chelsea, you guys have had that issue, and you know, I completely agree agree with what you said. If um, if you know Chelsea did have a trophy, the entire perspective would have been you know completely different. Um, if if because you know it's like you said they both made it to the finals, but um, you know there's still a couple of weeks left, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they make any more moves. Um, and we'll just have to see uh, how they line up in three days. Because uh, uh, do they play Saturday or Sunday? Uh, uh, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, so Saturday. yeah, in three days we'll we'll see what they do uh, with their team. Boys, is there anything else we need to touch on for this Premier League season? I feel like as much movement and as we see throughout the transfer window, you know, I feel like at the end of the day, it all kind of just shakes out the same. Like, I don't think we can justifiably say any team is going to really, you know, at least over the past three months has improved their odds to get, you know, dethrone city, you know, because for every step Liverpool made city just added Erling Holland and he's better than, you know, everyone that they've brought in in the, you know, that race for the last two spots was up in the air between Spurs, Chelsea, and Arsenal, you know, Chelsea used a really good first half to sit comfortably and, you know, not have to worry about coughing that up. I think maybe them and Spurs have reversed positions where Chelsea might be looking on the outside, you know, at some point later in the season when Spurs was, and Spurs might be sitting comfortably in third, kind of riding with the heavy hitters in the first half of the season and then falling off as Spurs so regularly does. And then, you know, I don't know, I guess a thought is we see, you know, three new sides promoted. Obviously, who doesn't love Fulham, Nottingham Forest, as well as Bournemouth getting up there. Bournemouth is back in the Prem, the Cherries. But, the, but at the same time, it, I, none of those teams really change anything. I think with the, with the exception of Forest, we've seen Fulham and Bournemouth as recently as you know, two years ago. So mm-hmm. it, for me, uh, maybe it's the accelerated transfer window, but it, it just felt that this window didn't really change much in terms of the Premier League shakeout and also the Premier League hierarchy. I think it's just it, it's because City had probably one glaring need and that's a striker. And they bring in the best striker in the world, arguably. The best young striker. If he's not the best now, he'll be the best in a few years. Just to make them that much better. You heard of Ricardo Pepe, brah? <laughs> he needs to score his first Bundesliga goal, and then we'll... <laughs> Daryl DK. I heard he's on a free somewhere in the MLS. In Mexico is, is oh, the right. he's going to go to Mexico. Well, he's on a yeah. free out of where the revolution because he can't score. Yeah, Whoever. and I got to see Jossie's artists in the fresh in the flesh last night. Yeah, how do you look? They Ready? scored five goals, and I didn't even realize he was on the field. He was <laughs> he was a non-factor. Ready to and make his team scored. Maybe to make a ready to make a run at the number nine spot for Qatar. If he's if he gets hot, it's all his. I mean, there's no one. All saying he needs it. to do is dye the hair a little bit more, get back that real neon bleach, and then he's then he's then he's lively in the eighteen again. Seriously, but I don't think, yeah, I agree with you, Keenan. I don't think that much has been done to shake up shake up the hierarchy. I think it's going to be City winning it. I think it's going to be Liverpool in second, and then third and fourth. I'll probably go Spurs in third, and 
Yeah, I think the safe bet is Chelsea in fourth, but I can see Chelsea having a, maybe sort of a close to a 2017-18 type season where under Conte, where they were there, they finished fifth. They're a little bit disappointing. Or And I could see maybe Arsenal taking that fourth spot. I think the race for fourth is it's I think Chelsea are going to be closer to the closer to being outside of the top four than they are to being to being close to, to City and Liverpool. You I don't think they're do for a bit of a game. I, I just don't think we've done enough in this transfer window. I don't. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, if you compare it to the window, for, for example, as we've mentioned so many times already uh, in this podcast, Spurs, you know, they brought in so many new players. Arsenal have been getting new players. And whenever Chelsea it looks like they're about to get a player. Barcelona has, has just been stealing them. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they get any more moves done. But yeah, I would have to agree. Um, obviously at the top, you know, Man City and Liverpool. Hopefully Liverpool uh, can can do something. But, you know, after last year, you know, that was kind of... Uh, and I think I said it before, if there was a wee year to win it, last year would have been it because now, now City have Holland. Um, Spurs, I think, will will easily make top four, and then it's a toss up for the fourth one. But um, w- one team that I do expect to do better than last year, Man United. I, I mean, then again, they haven't done any new transfers. Um, but you know, I just, I, I you know, with, with the new coach, obviously, like I said, they haven't made any new signings. But it's going to be interesting to see how uh, how Ten Hag does when they face. Uh, I don't even know who they're facing this weekend, but it's going to be interesting to see uh, how they play. City, uh, City, excuse me. United this weekend is playing on Sunday versus Brighton. So hopefully a good start to the Ten Hag era. And, you know, as Liverpool fans, Michael, you're supposed to cheer against United. But I think for us, you know, obviously not being born in Liverpool um, and just like the way that the past, like reasonably the past decade has been, it's that rivalry isn't really there anymore. I'd like to see united take a a step in the right direction this year because i feel like ten hog like the way in which i've always wanted to see soccer played is similar to like the way eric ten hog plays you know soccer or like you know that kind of leadership in which you know even as much as pep frustrates me because his teams are so good it's because of you know the style of soccer they play and how well you know they run a system and i feel like united is desiring that and has been, you know, we all know they've been trying to find that since Sir Alex left. And I think Ten Hag is the first legitimate shout they've had since probably Louis Van All. Um, for me, though, I think the last thing I'm going to say, boys, is I guess the last question we should ask is, you know, Salah last year and was it Human Song tied for it was a tie? Yeah, 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 tied. Do we anticipate Erlen Holland being in that race, let's say, in February? Do we think he gets – because I think the one thing about City is they get goals from all over the place. You know, Bernardo Silva can get in on it. Rodri can get in on it. It's just like, you know, everyone on that pitch is deadly. Gundogan, remember the brace he had to seal that, uh, the trophy in May. I, I The only question is, I think, as we look now is, how quick can we expect Holland, Holland's impact, and will he be in, amongst the favorites to take home the golden boot? I, I've seen a lot of Holland slander recently 
for no real reason, I don't think. Sure, he maybe missed a couple of chances in the community shield. There's just so there's gonna be so many chances to score, to score tap-ins, to score all kinds of goals, you know, for City in the Premier League. Think about how many back post balls, you know, they play. Little De Bruyne will play and they'll be right there to tap it in. It's I think Holland is gonna be close to the golden boot. I'm not sure if he's gonna win it, but I think I think he will definitely be up there. Last year, I mean, Son didn't score, didn't have a single penalty in any of those goals. So if you want to talk about tiebreaker, I think he should have won. But I, I don't think there'll be much of a, a, any hiccups for Holland. I think he'll be right up there with, with you know, all the other premier goal scorers in the league. And I think, I'm going to say this, the fact that people are comparing Holland to Dar- Darwin Nunez at this point is absurd. I think Holland is much better. Nunez is not world class and i think holland will show at the end of the season why he is hyped up so much if he stays healthy that's a big if he's had all kinds of muscle issues over the course of his career at Dortmund. but then it seems like every single player that plays with Borussia Dortmund has those kind of issues Gio Reyna although he seems like he's 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 coming back but i think holland will be close will he win it i don't know but i think he will be he will prove to everybody why why people consider him to be one of the best players in the world. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's going to win it, you know, outright. Um, obviously, it's going to take him a couple of games to get settled in um, in the league. But I'd say once he gets, you know, once he starts scoring a goal, then, you know, it's it it, it can only go up from there. Um, I, I still think that one of the current striker, I, I guess the, the people who played last year, so, you know, Salah, uh, Kane, Son, you know, those would be good odds for the um, the Golden Boot. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how, how fast Holland can adapt uh, to the Premier League and uh, and to see how he, you know, and, and obviously if he can stay healthy because if he gets injured, then, you know, you, you have no chance uh, of winning the boot. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's just going to be interesting, and uh, we'll find out uh, in a couple of days. Well, boys, it was fun reconvening. I think as the summer winds down and the school year progresses on, we're going to have to sit down, you know, more frequently than we have this summer, but I haven't joined, I have enjoyed the break um, in terms of our audience. However, many of you are left Um, episode wise. um, I think guys, we can probably go this week off next week. And then next weekend, all of Europe returns. Bundesliga, you know, Liga Santander, Syria, Liga Un, all back. And then after that week, we can start rolling out weekly content again, just because I think in terms of storylines from this first weekend, obviously if something massive happens, like Holland tears his ACL, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed that it happens. Crazy thing to say. Oh, my God. Oh. What do you want from me? I want to win win another Premier League title. Yeah, that'll do it. That being said, I think unless something major like that happens. (laughs) Sounds like you got to make something happen there, Keenan. We can postpone the next episode until the following week. But it is good to be back. Nick, in our time away until the next episode, hopefully the Red Bulls bring you some sense of joy because I know how loathsome it must be to be a fan of that. Sorry, sorry. Probably not. It's pretty pathetic, honestly. (laughs) 
it's like, but until next time, Michael Hernandez, Nick Guzman, Keenan Troy, Sancia, Premier League's back on Friday, probably tomorrow. By the time you listen to this, be sure to check it out. Later. Later.